I don't think it hurts to just reach out to someone, whether it's like a company or like a position that you're interested in. Mm -hmm. And like the worst they could say is like, I'm sorry, like I don't have the time or like, no. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, for every no, there's a yes. You're listening to the Seton Hall Undergraduate Leaders Podcast, the only leadership podcast run by undergraduate students dedicated to helping undergraduate students lead in diverse fields. From people in diplomacy to entertainment, from CEOs to student leaders, we feature people from all walks of life. It's all part of the mission. Here at the Piscina Leadership Institute, we make leaders better. Hello and welcome to the Seton Hall Undergraduate Leaders Podcast. My name is Kaida Jesus and today I'll be your host. Today we're talking to Geraldine Gascon. President of the Food Recovery Network here at Seton Hall and a senior studying business administration with a concentration in accounting and marketing. She also has experience as a tax intern at RSM US LLP and front office receptionist at her church. Geraldine, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. So I'm going to start with just like freshman year, senior year of high school you. Can you talk about the experiences that led you to choose business administration and marketing as your field of study? Okay, so senior year of high school, I really didn't know what I was going to do. I applied to a bunch of different colleges, and I picked different majors, because I feel like I had, like, all these interests, but I didn't know, like, I couldn't pinpoint exactly where I wanted to go. When I first applied to Seton Hall, I applied as a bio major, I think, and then I was like, nope, never mind, and then, I don't know, maybe, like, June, I was like, actually, I'm going to do business, and I decided with business, I'm decided because I didn't know like which concentration I wanted to do. So like June like before freshman year? Yeah before freshman year I switched out of bio. (laughs) I still didn't really know what to do like freshman and sophomore year but during sophomore year I had to take an accounting class just like part of the business core and then I was like okay I like this I can do this and then so I had to officially declare my major by the end of sophomore year and that's when I declared accounting and then it was just after junior year that I decided to add marketing. I've always been like interested in marketing. And then for accounting, I have to reach 150 credits like when I graduate. Yeah. So I was like, I might as well add another <laughs> major. And if I already like was interested in marketing to begin with, I just decided to add it on. Like what interests you in accounting? I think, okay, so I'm doing tax. And what I like about it is that like I like numbers and I like it when it like makes sense. So like your debits and your credits are gonna equal out, like everything's gonna balance. Like with audit, I feel like it's like a lot more vague and like up to interpretation. Is it bad to say that like it was something that I was good at? Yeah, no, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. Like knowing what your interests are, I think that is like a good path to know. Even it's like, hmm, numbers make sense. And like finding the thing from Mm -hmm. there. I mean, like everyone's going to need an accountant. So I think that stems back to the fact that all these applied with different majors, like different fields and like companies interest me. So I think. Even if I don't, if I go like beyond public accounting, I can still like work different sectors and industries like as an accountant. Yeah, I just want to know, like, where did your interest in food recovery begin? I credit it to my brother's. So my brother went to Seton Hall before me, and he like graduated by the time I was a freshman. And then so it was honestly like the spring fling carnival that was like before I entered Seton mm-hmm. Hall. I met like some of his friends. And then one of his friends was the president of the Food Recovery Network, so yeah. I was introduced to it by her. So I joined it freshman year, and, and I liked it. Honestly, as a freshman, I tried to, like, try out a bunch of different things. And then it is sort of, like, a low-commitment club, which I think could be good if you have, like, a lot of, like, clubs you're going to. But mm-hmm. 
I can see firsthand like the impact that it makes on like the people who get the food. It's either that the soup kitchen or like people who work at the soup kitchen, they like come over and they pick it up or really like, drive it to the soup kitchen so you can like see it firsthand. And then I know like a lot of people have something to say about the food at Seton Hall or like, <laughs> <laughs> whatever you have to say about it. But I think people like really appreciate it and they need it. So I'm so happy that I'm able to give it to people who like really need it. I did want to jump back to another question that I had mm-hmm. about just like choosing Seton Hall. And you did mention that your brother went there but were there other factors that led to you choosing this because you you said a bunch of different colleges a a bunch of different majors why Seton Hall why business administration honestly I think back to that spring fling thing (laughs) and it just like it felt very like familiar it felt comfortable and even though Seton Hall honestly I just applied because my brother went there and I was like sure it's like I live also near here I live maybe like 25 minutes away right yeah so I feel like all those factors would have led me to not pick Seton Hall. Like, oh, it's like something my brother did. It's like yeah. so close to home. In the end, I was like, okay, this could be like the school for me. Honestly, Seton Hall is completely different than what I expected myself to go to. Right. I thought I would go to like a way bigger, like maybe like a state school. But I think just like what I got here, I was okay, I can like thrive and like succeed in it. And I think Seton Hall has helped me like personally, like academically, and, right. like, professionally. As a senior, I think it's so relieving to be, like, this finally quit. Or, like, Mm -hmm. the senior in high school. Right. What misconceptions do you hear about, like, food recovery or, like, hunger or, I guess, like, that cause? Like, do you hear any misconceptions, like, being in, like, the Food Recovery Network? Like, anything that you hear about, like... Honestly, I think, why are we giving it to them, almost? But at the end of the day, like, the food that we collect, it's, like, leftover food that... Uh, like GDS was gonna throw out anyway it's not like that food really belongs to anyone I mean would you rather I did have it like end up in the trash or like people who like actually need it so maybe there's like a thought like is this necessary mm-hmm. but I think it is how does that food go from leftover GDS stuff to the actual soup kitchen mm-hmm. I just set up a time with GDS and then they'll know like when I'm coming and then whatever food a few days mm-hmm. can like still be good they'll like, leave it on trays, and then they'll just, like, put, like, a timestamp on it. Part of it is that we, like, weigh the food to see how much we're actually, like, giving away. Each time, we probably give away, like, 100 to 200 pounds oh, wow. of food. Yeah, <laughs> that, like, would have been in the trash. So, and then we can either collect that food and then just, like, take it to the car, and then we drive it over to, like, the house of the soup kitchen, which is, like, maybe, like, 10, 15 minutes away from camp. They can, like, come over and pick it up. But, yeah, it's, like, they're, like, they're so close by, and it's, like, you might as well help your community. Yeah, okay. I guess I want to, like, bleed into that idea. Helping your community, it's a good thing, but a lot of people see it as, like, abstract. Like, how do I do it? Especially if I don't have time to volunteer or I don't have a lot of money. What advice do you have for people that don't know how to get involved with their community? Yeah, I think definitely just, like, start out small. For right now, we just go, like, once a month, Mm -hmm. and it's, like, an hour of your time just to get the food and then, like, deliver it you're like near a soup kitchen or even like not like directly in your town or I know like some people do things like through their church and everything yeah I think it's just like any small way you can get started I think like the number one thing they need at like homeless shelters or like socks you can literally like buy pairs of socks and just like donate those to like a homeless shelter especially like when it's cold and in the winter just like something small and then you can just like work your way from there Food recovery is not, like, the only cause that you support. You're also a woman in business. You also do Girls That Code. How did you decide that these were the things that were important to you? I think it stems back to, like, wanting to build a community or, like, help that community. Mm -hmm. So, like, for Girls Who Code or even 
like women in business it's like just like supporting the sisterhood and just like uplifting like other women can you talk about like your, your experiences in finding community at seton hall what that was like for you yeah i think i've been able to find my sense of community in seton hall through like niche or like smaller groups because it can be intimidating just like starting out and being like let me go to see how like yeah find my place immediately but I think if you like start small and you can like find yourself socially or just professionally academically you went through who you were as a person first and then tried to find the people around you that most matched that like how yeah. did like did you like go through like clubs did you just like hang out at a certain place like how did you do that um I think mainly just like through trial and error definitely freshman mm-hmm. year I was I tried. I involved like different things, but I think after like COVID, especially after COVID, I wasn't involved in like certain things, and right, I was yeah. more involved in certain other things. And I think you just like find like what's more important to you, or like what aligns with like who you are as a person, mm-hmm. and then like try to build on that. I think I used COVID as a way to like find like what I wanted to do, like one my major, right? And just like what I wanted to like do in life. I tried to like buckle down. It was like. During COVID, I online did so much. <laughs> I used quarantine. I was like, okay, like I'm at home. What else do I have to do? This time to like build on myself, better myself, kind of. Mm-hmm. So like, what did you need to like better yourself? I was insecure in like my major and like my career because mm-hmm. I thought that everyone else had it like figured out. And I was like, oh no, like <laughs> I'm like falling behind and stuff. So I tried to, honestly, I tried to use COVID more for my career or like, like, mm-hmm. trying to make, like, as many connections as I could, like, oh, on LinkedIn wow. and, like, reaching out to people or, like, companies that I wanted to work at. Mm-hmm. Tell me about reaching out to companies, because I know that a lot of people can be shy. They want to, like, work in something, but they don't even know how to, like, mm-hmm. approach people on LinkedIn. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I think one example that stands out was I talked to someone from Caring, which is, like, this um, fashion house. And, okay, fashion right. is one thing that's, like, super important to me. That, like, I always wanted to work in, like, the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. So I saw that he was, like, the indirect tax manager. <laughs> so I just clicked to connect. I was, like, I'd love to hear, like, how you got to this point and, like, your mm-hmm. experience. And he was super nice about it. And then, like, we set up a call and everything. And then he just, like, told me, like, more about tax and just, like, more about the company and more about, like, himself. I don't think it hurts to just reach out to someone, whether it's, like, a company or, like, a position that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. And, like, the worst they could say is, like, I'm sorry, like, I don't have the time or, like, no. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, yeah, for every no, there's a yes. Yeah. Can you share, like, some of the wisdom that you've learned from, like, connecting with other people? From him specifically, I learned more about, like, sales and use tax <laughs> and indirect tax, which, honestly, I found interesting. And then by the end of my internship, she was like, is there a specific area you'd go into? Mm-hmm. And I said, like, salt. You can also see just, like, by talking to other people that, like, your career and your path is, like, so not linear. And right. sometimes I think, so I'm like, okay, I have to go from point A to point B and all these steps. It can take all these other directions. And I think just because you did one thing in college, does that mean you're putting yourself in a box mm-hmm. for the rest of your life? It seems like a lot of the things that you learned through was, like, trial and error. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like, I... I'm going to apply to a bunch of majors and then find which one it is. I'm going to go to a bunch of clubs and then find which ones really speak to me. How do you figure out what spoke to you? Was it just like a natural instinct or was it like, I'm going to sit down and make a list and like figure out what I like? I did that in the beginning because just like as a person, I'm very indecisive. (laughs) So I think for some things, honestly, a list is helpful. Just like 
I love pen and paper, like writing down what I like about something or like what I don't. I also think it happens naturally. I feel like a lot of it you can attribute to the people either in those clubs or like the people like at the schools. So it's not just like what's written on the paper. It's yeah. like you have to like live it and mm-hmm. do it. You said you were a little bit indecisive and it is college major season. Like what advice do you have for people that were in your shoes in senior year? Like, oh, I don't know what to do. What would you say to them? That it all works out, honestly. <laughs> like even if you don't figure it out before college, I think it's completely fine. Like, I feel like Personally, it would have been worse if I decided, okay, let's go to this one college and then I'm like stuck in this major and I have like this pressure on myself to like continue in that major. Like it's completely fine if it doesn't work out and you can always like switch out of it or you can like start out not completely decided in it. How do you make peace of like dropping stuff or do you just like already have that peace within you? Before I drop something, I try to like really think about it and then once I drop it, then I'm like, okay, it's fine. Like, I'm gonna try not to regret about, like, regret it. Once I've dropped it, I've, like, made peace with it. And then I think just the more you think about it, the worse it's gonna be. I drop it. And then I'm like, okay, I'm good. This is fine. That was, like, the right decision. Trust yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what the right decision for you is at the end of the day. Like, you don't, like, immediately see it. I think you made that decision because you knew it was right. Like, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, I, I know that a lot of people have trouble, like, saying no. Does that, like, connect making your piece of dropping stuff and learning how to say no to opportunities? Honestly, I think I'm more of a person who's inclined to say no than to say yes. Wow. No, I think that's so. that's pretty that's pretty impressive actually because it's like I feel when someone talks about their philosophy, it's like, "Oh, I don't know how to say no." For me, I think it's worse that I say no. I'm like scared of saying yes. So my automatic is like, "Okay, I'm just going to say no." Which then sometimes I do regret. Is it like you're learning more about being comfortable to say yes rather than learning to be comfortable to say no? Yeah. That's that. That's yeah, so flipped for like other people. It yeah. is really flipped for the people that don't think they know when to say no. How did you know? Trusting that you made the right decision. Like if no is the right decision, then like stick with that. You mentioned a lot of like trial and error. How do you make peace with making errors? I'm still learning that myself. Like it's okay to make mistakes. A lot of people tend to like beat themselves up, like keep it in their mind forever. Like, do you do that, or what steps did you take to not do that? Oh, I still do that. <laughs> there are some things. A day, a week will pass by, and it'll just pop into my head, and then I'm like, oh no. I think it just goes back to like, trusting yourself, your time and energy into, mm-hmm. or I've been able to make peace with the errors that I've made, because at the end of the day, I still like learn something, either like about myself or just something new. Are you one of the people that like struggle with perfectionism, and like, are you learning, unlearning that, or... Is it just, like, something that, were you never, like, a perfectionist in the first place? I think with certain things, I am a perfectionist in. It's not that I don't care about other things, it's just... You, you kind of, like, learn to let go, I guess. Thanks again for appearing on the show. I, like, I just have one more question that I have for you, and that is, if you could tell your freshman self one thing, what would it be? I think it'll all work out to learn to be more confident, learn to trust yourself more. You don't have to compare yourself to everyone else or, like, the people around you. Just overall, I think in the end, you're going to find your place, you're going to find your people. On behalf of everyone at the Pasita Leadership Institute, I'd like to thank the podcast team, 89.5 FM WSOU, for allowing us to use their facilities, and you for listening. Follow us online at www.shu.edu backslash leadership, on Instagram at Pasita Leaders, and on Twitter at SHU Leadership. At Seton Hall, we make leaders better.